0: If you, as, my, as my good friend Adam Chapnik said once, if you're crowdfunding for the money, you're doing it wrong.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's what
0: I learned that day. Is like, I, I was crowdfunding for the wrong reason, but I was getting rewarded nonetheless. But once I realized that, when I went back to work the next day, I went back to work, and I had this. It was like a religious awakening. Like.
2: Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, Empowering Actors to Create, Episode 9. Woohoo! I'm Elise Sievert.
3: And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we chat with crowdfunding guru, poet, author, and filmmaker John Tregonis. We dive headfirst into a wealth of knowledge about crowdfunding, for the right reason, building your community,
2: and a man-eater conquering 1940s Hollywood.
3: Hollywood. Dun, dun, dun!
0: A lot of things, yeah. Mostly, mostly the writer. (laughs) exactly. Like we wear different hats. I mean, I would say I'm a writer, and then I kind of just whatever the whatever the writing wants to become, I learn how to do that, and I and I do it. So, okay. You know, and I'll I'll probably tell you know, if you ask me that, I'll I'll talk about it there because I I was poet, and then I wrote a shitty poem, and it (laughs) wasn't shitty. It just didn't want to be a poem. It wanted to be a movie. So I had to create, I had to learn how to write screenplays and then my friend made that film and I didn't like it. I didn't like how he did it and I was like, I could probably do better. So I decided to learn how to be a filmmaker 10 years later. And then finally I wrote something else that I'm like, it's not going to work as a film. It's going to be too much money. Mm -hmm. Comic book. Yeah. Now I'm learning how to write comics.
3: Cool. Oh, wow. So that's like taking your ideas and instead of of letting that be controlled by budget and everything else, you allow... Um, yeah. Just the medium to change. Yeah.
0: Just if it's it has really to, it smart. has to. You it's really smart. Super smart. It, people have been doing it for years, I think. But uh, yeah. but at, the, at those you know higher levels where it's like, oh yeah, we could just do that. We'll hire someone and right. hire a writer. But it's like when you're trying to do it yourself, it's like as long as the writing is there for mm-hmm. me and it's my story, I can I can adapt to almost any medium. I right. probably can't adapt. Like if somebody told me make a, a Snapchat series because that's definitely coming soon. Oh
1: my
3: god! Um, I would
0: be like. I can't. There's no way I can do that. I, yeah. I, I know my limitations. I just yeah. don't, don't have it.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know,
0: I don't understand the medium. And I tried to learn like Vine when that oh, was a thing. I know. And my, it's like I did them. Yeah. But it's yeah. like if you don't do, if you don't understand the loop and how to make it loop, you're not really doing Vine videos. You're just doing six-second videos that don't really tell a story.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Depends I don't know That's what how. I was doing. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's something, too. I also get overwhelmed with it all. Yeah, go ahead and it's set it, it over there. Sorry, one. I totally no, no, was no. not a good host and did not no, no, take no, no. that from you're you. you're fine. Yeah. I just want to make sure we all have some good levels. Yeah, hey. Um, I, good sound. I'll try yeah. to
0: control my Greek uh, volume because we, oh. we, we speak and we <laughs> that's yell. That's alright.
3: As long as when you speak, if you just want to step back step a little, I'm also going to yeah. keep be keeping my eye on these little things. So. so you
0: recorded into this?
3: Yes, it's a this is a three channel. So again,
2: I know very basic
3: things. Mm-hmm. Um
2: <laughs> It's amazing what you pick up though, just being around. Like yeah, being, being around Brandon, mm-hmm. you have probably picked up so. Oh much.
3: yeah, well I mean I've had a couple times where I've had to submit for like voiceover or for singing stuff, and mm-hmm. I've recorded it on my own upstairs on. The nice. computer and everything, just, I mean, again, it's like a monkey could probably do it, is probably why I can do it. Um. <laughs> But no, I'm just tech, me and technology sometimes we aren't friends. We get yeah. along on occasion, you know, I hear it. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, it's like that family member that you're like, man, I love you, but yeah, I just can't be around you right now. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's how I feel about technology. I'm trying to think
0: if I have family members. Like, like that. <laughs> maybe
3: well, maybe not family, maybe friends, yeah, maybe definitely friend, friends definitely who friends. you've been friends with for so long that you feel like you, yeah. you you're not going to not be friends with them because Mm -hmm. you do love them there's certain things about them they do anything for you but at the same time you're like oh I just really I I just (laughs) I can't do you today
2: do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean I can't do you today that's funny where are you from originally
0: uh uh background or or just just yeah where you grew up I mean I grew up in in Weehawken
2: okay um so
0: two towns over Very close yeah very close I grew up there till I was 26 my dad passed away when i was 26 so that was my impetus to leave the nest finally because um, i figured you know i'm a starving artist that was a professor back then why leave when i'm not paying rent you know and i can uh, put all that money to yeah uh,
3: if i had some reason mm-hmm. to not be able to pay rent i would totally do it <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely you know i would totally be so it. i i stuck there for a while and then i bypassed hoboken because i just you know when you're when you're when you live in Jersey City for any amount of time, or in this area, you kind of you bypass Hoboken as much <laughs> as possible because there's just some so unseen animosity is, there. Yeah, uh, who lives
2: in Hoboken then? A nobody. lot I mean, of I, mean, I mean, if you ask me, nobody I mean, people lives in that have moved um, to the area from other places. Or, yes, because I feel like I'm everyone missing... I know that lives in Hoboken isn't from. The East Coast, they're like from the Midwest or the West Coast. Right. I, don't know. I know some people yeah. who live in Hoboken. I, I, do I know too. a
0: couple. I mean, I don't like to admit it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it's great. No, Hoboken, Hoboken's a cute, beautiful town. It is. But it's super it's, expensive it's, though. It's super expensive, and like, there's honestly a, there's a lot of meatheads. You know, mm. like a lot of like Jersey Shore folks. Mm, yeah. You know, living living over there. Which is funny
3: because people here like That's as soon as as soon as you tell them that you live in Jersey, they, they automatically assume that everyone is like Jersey Shore, yeah. and I'm like, no. Totally. Yeah. I was like. Jersey City, in particular, too, is essentially just, like, still New York City. Yeah. It's super Uh, similar. Absolutely. It's, It's, I mean... But, better. It's, but
0: the, better. it's the sixth borough, as That's, they sometimes. That is what they
3: yeah. call it. They call it the yeah. sixth borough. I've the Jersey called... City
0: folks hate that, though. But uh, yeah, you know, I've called they're... it that before <laughs> to try
3: to tempt because I have friends yeah. that you know live in the city, and most of them live in Brooklyn, and it's just like it's a pain in the ass. It's to get
0: quicker to get
2: here. I was going to say, it is. absolutely quicker. I mean, to get I here. guess it depends where you are in Brooklyn, but most people that I know are like in Brooklyn. They're like it's... forty minutes to an hour. Yeah. yeah. Subway ride, yeah, and it's like 30 minutes here, yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Not even, depending it's, on yeah, the time where of you're again. going, yeah. yeah.
0: Are, are you both from here, or no, or you're
2: no, there? nope. You I'm from first. Nebraska.
0: Oh, neat, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish I could record people's responses when I tell yeah, them what got I'm you from here, Nebraska, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, dance actually brought me here, okay. and then I kept. Exploring and following my curiosity, and became an actor. And then mm-hmm. now I'm writing and acting and directing, and
0: nice, yeah,
2: and doing this wonderful, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> podcast cool. as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've I've lived in the city for eight years now. So, eight and a half, technically. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Congrats.
0: Yeah. 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 And I've
3: been here for right about the same amount of time. Our stories are kind of crazy yeah. how much they align. Um, but I'm from yeah. Mississippi. Nice.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have depending. been to Mississippi. Yeah. Uh,
3: where in Mississippi have you been? Oh, Mobile. Yeah. Wait, no, that's <laughs> and, Alabama. Oh, that's Alabama. Oh, that's Alabama. Sorry. Alabama.
0: No, uh, Mississippi. Uh shit.
3: Biloxi, maybe? The coast? Uh,
0: it was... That's whatever's, Oh, my God. I can't believe I can't remember this. Whatever was on the... Uh, on the route to New Orleans
3: um Hattiesburg Might um be. that's where I went to college
0: it wasn't uh, a very it was it was a little scary of a town though. okay was then it? it wasn't Hattiesburg yeah okay um, yeah. I remember going there and and me and my my friend Alan best friend who's a Chilean um we walked into a restaurant and they were like just a bunch of white people and yeah. they were just giving us the eye because he was spanish and they probably thought it was mexican um and <laughs> wow. it was it was and it was 2 in the morning on our defense yeah uh, yeah pretty yeah. stupid to walk into a diner a that, local a local a diner, local diner a local establishment it. a local.
3: yeah it's kind of a strange place his people are oddly hospitable in mm. certain ways and then also standoffish. It's so it's so hmm. it's so weird. I can't really explain oh, it. I should
1: probably. That.
3: <laughs>
2: that's all right. I like that ding though. Yeah, that, no,
3: that's <laughs> different than the one I have. Um, oh, yeah. So you've been in this area a lot longer than we have. You've seen the the change because it's uh, it's changed a lot.
0: Yeah, I I went to school here too um, in uh, NJCU. Okay. So. Uh, that was in 2000. That was 96 to 2001. Okay. Downtown didn't even exist.
3: Yeah, I know. I've exist. heard that. It's
0: crazy. Uh, you went downtown to get to the mall. I remember walking one year. I think it was a senior in high school when I walked from Weehawken all the way here. Oh, wow. And it was one of the scariest
1: oh,
3: yeah.
0: walks I'd ever taken. Um, just abandoned warehouses, broken down, drug dens like me and my Friend idiots walking <laughs> this distance to get, um, I think it was a CD, I think it was a Pearl Jam CD or something. Oh. Um, was like, I need to get the new album. Um, walk with me. Everything else is closed. I don't know why everything else was closed. The mall was open. And and it was just empty. The only thing that was there, and I remember it distinctly, was um, Calvin and Son's hot dog stand. Oh, yeah. That was the only thing. But there was nothing else around them. They were mm-hmm. just on that corner that they have named after them. And that was it. Um, Holy but yeah, mind. the, the whole, like this, what probably eight, like, I, I guess like 10 years tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's maybe 10 years. It started getting good because I also used to do uh, Shakespeare. I'm um, looking at your Shakespeare book. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Shakespearean uh, acting for the Hudson Shakespeare company oh, for yeah. about five years in the parks. And that's how I started exploring more of Jersey city. And, you know, realizing, like, you know, Van Vorst Park exists and Hamilton Park exists. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk to locals who'd been here for, like, 10, 20, 30 years. And they were like, yeah, it's funny to me to see Shakespeare in the park. Mm-hmm. When, when I grew up, there were gang fights in the park. Uh, yeah. Same park. Wow. You know, so yeah. imagine Van Voorst Park with, like, you know, West Side Story shit going down.
3: Except yeah. for without all the awesome snapping. Mm.
0: Yes uh, and, 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 and
3: without that and yes in place yeah. of and yeah. Jetes, yeah you know yeah, yeah. yeah. and <laughs> edutates, <laughs> exactly <laughs> there were there was not all the the all of the funness to that yeah i've heard some crazy stories about people who have lived in this area yeah. their whole life and the things that they've seen and it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of crazy yeah. how quickly it changes but being so close to the city like i guess it was bound to happen
0: it, it was. I mean, it, yeah, it was. So that's why like a lot of people are always like, oh, everybody from Brooklyn's getting priced out, so they're coming to Jersey City, uh-huh. you know, but now people are getting priced out here, and now they're moving into yeah. like Bergen Lafayette, which only three years ago, that was a place you just didn't go. Right. You didn't go there because it was just, it was the ghetto, 100%. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as Ocean Avenue. Ocean Avenue, I mean, the day they fix Ocean Avenue, two things I'm going to be like number one, where did you put all those people? Because oh, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Two, I'm still saying that about, what, like, communi- Was that
2: homeless people or- Not homeless no, people. Just, just, poor, just, just poor, poor,
0: drug dealing, people. you know, people trying to hustle to, to live. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's where the shootings happen. It's where, oh, yeah. like, just, okay. it's, it's not a good part. It's
3: a crime-filled neighborhood. It's a hundred percent, you know, yeah. and
0: it's like, so when that gets affected by this gentrification, I, I am going to have to question, like, what's happening here, like- Where you're throwing people in in Newark, you're throwing people in, like, because I I wonder that stuff. Because I'm like, I love the fact that I can go to my coffee shop and I don't have to worry about, like, getting mugged. That's great. But at the end of the day, like, I I, I do wonder, like, what what happened to all these people? I mean, it's the poet in me. I I used to write about, like, homeless people and, and, like, just poverty and stuff like that. And I still, like, have that in me, you know, even though I, I definitely appreciate where it's come but again, if I see a condo go up in Bergen Lafayette, there's a pro- like, yeah. what's going on? You it's, know, it's
3: it's hard because I think that that's something that I, I was talking to somebody the other day and talking with them about how gentrification is, in particular ways, can be good, but is also terrible simultaneously. I mean, it's it's the people who have lived here for years that they get like pushed out yeah. because they like hike up rent and, and there's mm-hmm. and and in this yeah. area too I find there are less um, rules and regulations as far as rent goes. Totally. Maybe yeah. so that's so, what I've heard. I mean Yeah. Well I've experienced yeah. it. Yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah, so I think that's something that, but but you don't think about those people who are in those neighborhoods who, when there's not affordable housing, that also comes in at the same time, mm-hmm. then you're gonna have a lot of people who become homeless yeah. or become yeah, and it's that's not okay.
0: It's no. not, you know. But again, it's like I don't know. We live in an interesting society where it's oh. like if we don't see it, it's you know it we don't exist. think about it. We don't yeah. think about it. That's yeah. why. That's why I really. I used to love San Francisco. I have to go there for, for my, my job every mm-hmm. uh, six months now. It used to be every three months, and that was just way too much. Yeah. Um, but, like, every time I go, I just, I see the homelessness, like, more and more, right on the street. New York hides it. New yeah. York hides it 110%. Yeah. And so I don't think about it. It's like, oh, New York's such a wonderful city. But it's like, San Francisco's a wonderful city, too. But it just lets you know that this shit is real. I mean, I walked past a guy with a, a needle in his arm oh, and he was gosh. either sleeping or dead and I didn't know. Oh, and it, it hurt me. Like, I was like, well, what is should. going on? Oh, but again, everybody man. else is just like back and forth, back and forth. Like they, oh, got my startup to go to, got this. And it's like, God, Which you have is no idea. Which so funny
2: because there's so much money in that area yes. right now. There's so much money. And then to have the flip of it, I mean, it... Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when you go to travel to a third world country, and mm. across the street is like a palace, and then, then yeah, there's yeah. little shanty. You know, like yeah. it. It's pretty amazing, and it's pretty amazing why that happened. I don't know. It's just an interesting. As storytellers, that's something very yeah. interesting well, totally. and and something Definitely. to explore and investigate. I don't know.
3: Yeah, how can those two worlds exist in, like. They're two completely separate worlds that are literally staring each other in the yep. face. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. I mean, yeah. interesting.
3: That's a, a long conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, very true. I didn't mean to bring it down. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's not right. That. We
3: we often do Fair. this. I know. We're, we, we get very deep. Yeah. Well, well, well and, we, yeah, and not deep. And at not the, deep. Yeah. <laughs> no, good, <Okay>, yeah. We <laughs> like dichotomy here. I, I, um, like,
0: I like the fact that, that I've just been talking about Something different than crowdfunding for for a little while because I I don't even get to think (laughs) about this stuff a lot during my weeks. Yeah. And, you know, and it's just like, so it's kind of interesting because I forget what my opinions are of it. And I forget that I have strong opinions about these things too.
3: Yeah. Well, Um, one of the, I think one of the best things you can possibly do as an artist and a creator is to speak to other artists because your (laughs) particular perspective is so, it, it has a lot of weight to it and you see things because you're in tune with the emotion through it and Mm. and not just that surface level of things so Mm. i I think it makes a big difference that's how my theater my theater company that i'm a Mm. part of that's how we started is we just got together and and wanted to talk Mm. (laughs) and and then we created shows
2: from our conversations that's
3: how it starts so that's cool yeah well there's
2: something about putting yourself as an artist you put yourself in other people's shoes constantly mm -hmm. you're constantly like learning Mm -hmm. like what a character is going through so how can you not do that in the everyday world and your yeah. everyday interactions and I think that's why storytelling is so important and,
0: oh absolutely you know
2: to revive our empathy yeah because it's so
3: easy to to
0: lose it for sure mm-hmm. uh well, or get, with... get it askew really right exactly I mean, not, don't lose it but it's like
3: but it's, it's yeah. like the, the empathy we have for someone who you know they drop their iPhone in, like a, in the tub and then there are people who can't eat. You're like, oh, that really stinks. I hate yeah. when that happens. These are all these things you can do to help fix it, which is great. Yeah. It's an awesome thing to be helpful to other people, but it just, like, this, things like yeah. that, you're like iphone these people cannot eat or have no clean water like huh
0: it's like it's like when we say we're starving and in my head i'm like no you're not not starving you'll never never be starving yeah i've never known
3: what that's like yeah thank
0: thank, you know you're hungry you're very hungry but you're nowhere near starving right You know, choice I like to, I like of, to bring like it down to the
2: words. Choice of words, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really important. Well,
3: especially for someone who's a writer. Okay. <laughs> words have power. Ha- they have a lot of power.
0: Even though they're losing them memory. Um, oh
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was noticing, I was looking on um, your website and stuff that you've done uh, TEDx. Jersey City. That was in 2014.
0: Uh, yeah, 2014. Yeah. November.
3: How was that experience? Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah? TEDx um, is great. My uh, my roommate and friend Kaylee uh hmm. works for them. You might know her. She's I think been I do. In Jersey, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do actually. Yeah, I, I know most. i of oh, them. I know uh, Alicia <laughs> and. Oh my god, I, I I think I know Kaylee. You probably know sure her. She's
3: kind of hard. If you've met her, you remember her. She's one of those kind of people in, okay. a, in a great way.
0: Good, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um. But yeah, I just wondered what that experience was like. Because we've had um, uh, Carlos, one of our f- um, former guests, He that's something he wants to do is get in and talk. He ran across the United the country States. Yeah. Mm. as a way to raise money for a film.
2: He documented he, the whole thing. And he ran across? He like, ran across. Run. Run. Yes. run. Yes. Not walking, not... Yes. Just no. like ran across the whole country. 70 days, ran across from New York all the way to California.
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Hmm. It, and his
3: documentaries like of him it's documenting beautiful. everything is yeah. absolutely it's really cool. wow. um it's really, really cool. but um yeah so i was just wondering what that experience was like
0: it was uh, it was it was good it was a good experience is it weird is it weird <laughs> um, getting
3: up and i feel like talking to people just talking to them is kind of difficult as opposed to being hmm. a character what do you th- I mean what's your, I
0: mean, your I've t- done it I've done it all I mean I, I'm, I'm very comfortable on a stage so I, I've I've gotten like I mean I speak regularly thankfully I'm able to do that um <laughs> and you know I started out like doing acting for for the Shakespeare company mm-hmm. that I was with um so that was easier but no well, that wasn't easier it was <laughs> it was but it was the same kind of thing it was the it was memorizing Um, you know, stuff. And then trying to figure out what the intention is so that when you ultimately forget a line, you can still kind of wing it and say something that's relatively similar. Um, Normally when I speak, I don't memorize anything. I don't even, half the time I just go up and I wing it because I just don't, that's what people like about me and the presentations I give. With TEDx, it was very different because you did have to come up with a specific I mean, I had to create a document at one point and send it to them, yeah, so they can look at it and give me feedback. And that's something. As a writer, I work by myself. I'm not. My my collaboration process starts um, with actors, Mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, it's the only time I collaborate. It's like when I have a film, I got to write it myself. I don't I don't collaborate. I show it to people. They give me feedback, but it's still up to me if I take it. Then I go and I make a movie. It's. Actors, I let them do whatever they want half the time because I trust the actors because that's something that, you know what, if you read my script and I know I wrote a good script, you're going to be able to pull things out that you can work with that I won't see and mm-hmm. I'm going to love it. And if right. I don't love it, I'll let you know and then you could try something else. But I'll never tell an actor, do this this way because it's just, it's not how you do it anymore. But then I could do the editing. I do everything else all by myself because it's just, that's how I've, I've kind of I come from that world instead mm-hmm. of like the extra collaborative world that we're in today. Um, but with TEDx, it was, you know, it was kind of that. It was like I had to be a little more collaborative. So it was a little challenge for me. Um, and then ultimately I was trying to, I was paranoid now because I'm like, oh, shit, I have to know this <laughs> script. And I had like numbers in there and numbers are not my strong suit, you know, because I, you know, and I'm like, I got I to gotta remember these numbers. I got to memorize them. So I was memorizing it. And then I, I, at the end of the day, I was just like. I'm, not, you know, I'm not going to memorize this. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I recorded it on my phone and I just played it back so I would just hear myself mm-hmm. doing it very naturally. And also I had to do it that way because you have 18 minutes. Yeah. Right. And I kept on going to 22. Yeah. Like like I must have recorded about 8 9 times and it was 22 and then I finally got it to 18 and I was like, "Oh my god, this is great." And then I would just listen to that on the train uh-huh. every day, walk back and forth so that by the time I did it and the nerves got... I was done with the nerves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it came out well. I mean, it's, it's online, luckily, too. So I, I kind of watch it every now and then. And I'm just like, oh, I could have done that better.
2: It's <laughs> always better. something, right? I know. No it's matter it's what always going to be something. Yeah, yeah but that no was one of,
0: That was one of, like, two things I had to memorize in recent memory. Like, the other thing was a South by Southwest talk I oh, did. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, and, and I just, I don't like it, you know. And, and the South by Southwest talk, I actually wrote it out. I tried to memorize it. And then on the last day I remember on the plane I just crumpled it up and I threw it in the garbage <laughs> as they passed and I said, I'm not I'm not gonna memorize this. I know what the hell I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know, and I just Sometimes I did it.
2: if you like bullet point it or you know yep. the events you wanna talk about and then you allow spontaneity to kind yeah. of Mm-hmm. bring it out of you it, that's what you I do nine connect. out of ten yeah. times And yeah. but then
0: it's just like I said with Ted it was like holy shit it's TEDx this is big it's
1: big right um,
0: I didn't realize how big it was because I'm not a big te- I don't listen to TED talks I because mm. I, I'm like half and half on TED talks like I listen to I've listened to a few and they've been like That was interesting. And then there's others where I'm like, man, you guys are grasping at shit
2: right now. Well, it's almost too saturated now. Everyone wants to do a TED Talk. I feel like when I first started listening to TED, every single one I. And granted, Mm -hmm. I was brand new to listening to TED Talks, so I got to listen to like the best of the best right away. But now I like get on and I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, that's interesting. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're doing, but it's not. As inspiring as those first, the you first know, ones. 20 I, I listened to or watched, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think that happens,
3: though. Sure. It's, again, it's the the content, the amount, the quantity versus quality, quality. Yeah. which Absolutely. happens with everything. Yeah. So how exactly did you get into being an advocator for crowdfunding? What happened hmm. to push you into that avenue?
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> so we have an hour. An yeah. hour. Um, All day. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. This is a long story, but I'm going to try to, like, give you... Uh, the,
3: you can give the abbreviated, the I'll give the you abridged. The, the, the
0: abridged version <laughs> as much as possible. So I... Um, I was a filmmaker for, and I still am, uh, I just haven't made a film in a couple of years. Um,
3: You're still a filmmaker, yeah. it counts. It's, it's yeah. in
0: there. Um, <laughs> so I, I've been making films for like at least 10 years. I'm like, I call myself indie to a fault um, because I'm the guy that I will never sit down to write a grant proposal because I don't believe in it. I will never you know, uh, sit down and pitch an investor because they take my control. Uh, I will never do things the traditional way because the tradition I think is broken. That said, Hmm. I have paid for every single one of the films I've made. Short films mostly. My first film was a feature length that was supposed to be a short. But when you're starting out and you have a mini DV camera and you shoot 16 DV tapes worth of footage, (laughs) you realize quickly that you don't have a short anymore. You have a feature.
3: Definitely a feature.
0: Yep so i um so I basically you know that, that's how I did it. I always paid for each of my films I've made films for five hundred dollars that's how much the feature costs. You can imagine how shitty that film is <laughs> and good premise uh, I, I don't talk about it though because it was one of those like that you don't really talk about I, I know, understand yeah. What yeah. yeah we don't yeah. we, don't know uh, we got Every, those
2: everybody has those projects I sure hope they, so <laughs> they, I I really feel like people need to, we all and I'm including myself in this the shame with those projects should not be there because you have to go through those projects and those lessons to get to where you are and it's, Ab- absolutely you know, it's a journey it's everyone a just wants to show their shiny diamonds and not their you know shitty rocks the yeah <laughs> That's a, great, that's a great phrase. I like that.
0: It's uh, true. So, so if I steal that for a presentation yes, definitely future, can. I will, I will, I will just, give you credit. Just credit me. Promise. Just oh, credit me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I basically like, made films for $500 up to my last one. Um, it wasn't my last one, but it was the last one that I wrote and directed called Cerise, uh, which is the one I also crowdfunded. Um, I think that cost me ultimately about $25,000. It was a 20-minute short. Um, so at one point, I... Um, I'll give you a very quick version. Um, I got tired of uh, talking to my friends, my physical friends. Um, that sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> you get what I'm saying. My, my in real life IRL hashtag uh, friends. So, uh, you know, I wanted to talk to other people and I took to Twitter to, um, to look for people. And I went on Twitter and I did the biggest mistake. I followed all of my Facebook friends. Worst thing you can ever do because then you're just getting redundant stuff. You don't know where to respond. You responded here, then you got to respond there. Total waste of my time. I got off Twitter for a while. My fiance Marinelle, uh, back then she was my girlfriend, now she's my fiance and, uh, and definitely an inspiration to a lot of what I do. Um, she said to me, You got a hashtag. And I'm like, Well, what the hell's a hashtag? <laughs> I have no idea. That's how green what I was back heck? in 2009. Yes. Um, oh, so I took, I, I took I still, recently till yeah.
3: I got into hash, because I'm, yeah, it's just not my oh, thing. I'm a
0: hashtag king. Like, <laughs> you know, but now that's changed. And it, but yeah, so, um, so I started hashtagging filmmakers, film, indie film, support indie film, and I started finding people, and I started talking to them about film, Kubrick, Kieslowski movies, because he's one of my favorite directors, and all this stuff, and we, you know, ultimately I did that for about six months. Um, and I was having a great time. And then I found out about crowdfunding. No idea what it was. Mm-hmm. I was just for six months just having a good time on Twitter. And then I said, oh, wow, people are raising like $40,000, $50,000. People are giving filmmakers money. And I said, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, can't, um, that can't be right.
3: You can tell you're from the Northeast. You're like, you're like
2: bullshit. Yeah, like, call, call, yeah. calling bullshit. Yeah, uh-huh. Exactly.
0: No, there was no way it was going to be that easy to get money for a film. Oh and, yeah, and again, such a
3: Northeast feeling. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, I, um, so then I said, you know what, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna give it a shot and prove this thing wrong. Uh, so I, I did some research for the next three months. I still continue to talk on Twitter. Um, and, I, and I decided to launch a campaign for Cerise. I had $10,000 that I saved up, like always. And I said, you know what? I liked crowdfunding because it was like, it wasn't traditional. It was totally disruptive. It was totally, and I didn't even know the word disruptive back then. I only learned that three years ago. Um, (laughs) And I was like, this is kind of cool because I can maybe get people, friends, family to give me money. And and that'll be cool because then I still get my creative control. I could do the movie I want. Um, And I could pay some other people because there were a lot of pas that weren't, weren't going to be working for money and i was like oh, i could probably pay them a little more if i have five thousand dollars more and i did a low goal because back then forty thousand was a lot of money to raise five thousand was actually pretty hard yeah so long story short i launched the campaign um there's a lot of little things that happened there i almost didn't launch the campaign so i almost possibly wouldn't be sitting here right now yeah um and actually I I am sitting here because of uh, Danae Ringelman, uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Indiegogo, um, who actually I was about to like, I launched the campaign, but I didn't send any tweets out because at the last moment I got really, I just had like an an awakening and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Who am I to ask somebody for money? This is oh, ridiculous. Yeah. No, I'm gonna do my movies the way I've done them all these years and I and I was about I honestly I'm not even I wish I was making this up. I was about to click the button and my tweet deck went off. And somebody tweeted and I checked it and it was Danae saying, Check out this awesome pitch video for this amazing film campaign, Cerise. And she put the link. Wow. And I was like, Well, now I can't delete it, because <laughs> <Yeah>. somebody <laughs> tweeted about it apparently. Um and then I started campaigning no idea what I was doing and $5000 came in 2 months in a third month cuz back then you could run campaigns for 90 days which is a very long time Yeah um but in that next month I did not do anything because I was naive and I said oh I got my 5000 I don't need any more money who doesn't need any yeah. more money? yeah um, but back always... then there were no such thing as stretch goals or all these things mm-hmm. that are are around today so I ended up uh, bringing in without doing anything $1,600 more. So I had $6,300. I did a lot of innovative, fun things with the campaign, which got me written up a lot. Which got you know the other co-founder Slava Rubin, uh, you know, tweeting about me, and, and me and him became uh, you know friends uh, from that, uh, as well as Danae, um and now I, now I work with them. <laughs> um, so it was uh, it was definitely yeah, it was a big learning experience had no idea it would lead to anything more than just getting me a couple of extra bucks for my film so that I could pay some people. And through that experience, I learned the most important lesson that I preach, and I preach and I preach today, which is the community is everything. Mm. Absolutely.
3: That's everything. really important. Yeah. <sighs> so that's what and you I think can, that I crowdfunding can, brings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, And, and uh, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll Dig into one snippet of of the story that I like to tell. I tell in a lot of presentations, but it's so important. There was a um, there was a moment where money started coming in. The first contribution was from uh, my my brother's brother-in-law, uh, Dean Wilson, uh, twenty dollars. Bam! Right, right there, and I was like thrilled. And <laughs> yeah. Then I, yeah, it was it was awesome. Yeah. It was no, like I oh my know. god, No, I know. I'm laughing because I understand. <laughs> it's it's awesome, and then I started noticing like. Twenty-five dollars coming in, fifty dollars, hundred dollars, and I'm looking at the names and I'm like, "That guy's on Twitter. That person's on Twitter." But I've, I don't, I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know them because I talk to them about film, but I don't, I never met them in real life. And I started going and I'm like, "Hey, did you contribute? You know, money. Thank you. Um, that's awesome. Appreciate it. You know." And then I started getting bigger amounts from some of those same people, and I was like it boggled my mind Mm. and I literally took a day off from crowdfunding took a day off because I needed to process it I needed to sit down and be like okay I was going for $5,000 but that's not what I'm getting I'm getting people to come together as a community that I don't that I've never met like there's something like you know we shook hands when I walked in right that's one thing we've known but we've known each other from email
3: right Mm -hmm. but
0: we didn't know each other now we're like buddies yeah and that's my old school mentality. But now a buddy is a person that you talk to regularly on Twitter, which I had been doing with all these people for six months. Mm. When I looked at the, the math, and I don't look at the math much because I can't stand numbers, <laughs> I realized that about 70% of the money that I raised came from people that I never met.
3: Oh, wow. That's That incredible. I never
0: met. I am a complete anomaly. Yeah, because it doesn't happen much. Yeah, you know, but I did. And you,
2: but you had this community. I built for it. Yeah, six months. You've been building I, and you've and, been interacting. Yeah. So, here's my question: How Please. many times a day do you ch- check Twitter? How many times a day are you?
0: Oh, are you kidding me? Right now the or then? Well, because it's all
2: the time. Like, it's are pretty you much all the same. time? All I
0: am. I am. That is my main platform, even though right now it's definitely different from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, there was a lot less noise. Now there's more noise. Um, if you don't have a GIF, you're not going to get recognized. Like, it's just things change as things do, but I still talk to a lot of those, those same, same people. people. I, I meet new people on a regular basis. Um, I try to say hello. I try to pop on a, a little, you know, video directly to somebody on occasion just to. Remind people and be a practitioner that if you as my as my good friend Adam Chapnick said once if you're crowdfunding for the money You're doing it wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah mm-hmm. And
0: that's what I learned that day is mm-hmm. like I, I was crowdfunding for the wrong reason, but I was mm-hmm. getting rewarded nonetheless But once I realized that when I went back to work the next day I went back to work and I had this it was like a religious awakening like I, I saw the light community was everything crowdfunding is not about the money and these are things that i still say to this day even though more and more and more crowdfunding becomes about the money however it's not supposed to be that way because if you're doing it for that reason you you're not going to get as much as you want because you're not willing to do enough for the community to warrant and earn that money
2: and what Uh. a better way to work for connection and community than to work for just like a dollar yeah. amount. Like what a, totally. that's a way more inspiring thing to do mm. and yeah. to focus on.
0: And inspiring is definitely the word, but then it's also practical to me because you can, you want money, great. Go to an investor, you'll get one. Mm-hmm. It's easy nowadays. Like you mm-hmm. just gotta have a good story, you know, be be ballsy, walk into Paramount and be like, hey, we're gonna do this. You know, and you'll get somebody to look at you. get some, you know, person at the low level, you know, and then, you know, they might bring it up. That's easy. You want want money, get a grant. Just fill out the paperwork and then wait. Bored out of your face while you wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or you can crowdfund it. The reason you crowdfund is because with the grants and with the investments, those people, the studios, nobody will ever get you an audience.
1: Mm. We
0: think they will. But like I said before, people are trying to cut those marketing budgets because they realize, hey, if you got a following, I don't really need to spend a million dollars on marketing your film. I can spend a quarter of that because you'll do the rest of the work. Mm. And then, oh, you don't have a big social media following? It's a great idea, but mm, no thanks. Yeah. So you know? interesting. So it's like a world full of these gatekeepers that are trying to do less and less for us. Whereas, you know what, if we're gonna do all the work, let's get the money, let's get the community. And then when we have the money, yeah, we can make that one film. When we have that community, we can make more films. Yeah. Right. Because every time you build on that community. So
2: how did you, you have this community now, you've made mm-hmm. this film. How did you, so what was that process of releasing the film and keeping your community involved in that process, I guess? Yeah.
0: That a great question. That's good. Um, <laughs> my community's is awesome. Um, they did the film, got the, got the crowdfunded money. I kept everybody updated regularly on the Indiegogo page, um, also on email, and also on, on social media, because I became friends on Facebook with just about every one of my backers. So that was a kind of cool thing, and that was an additional thing that you almost, I didn't see a lot of people doing at the mm-hmm. time. I was just like, you funded my film. Like, we're friends. Be your friends yeah, yeah. No, like, we are gonna be
3: We are actually <laughs> friends. We're not yep. just Facebook friends. We are we're for real friends. We are friends. for real friends,
0: and I don't care if I ever meet you, I'd like to, But if I don't, we are friends, like, Mm -hmm. straight up. Um, And and I've had people, like, you know, give, like, $500 that I didn't know during that campaign. That
2: just blows my mind. Me too.
0: I would literally have to, both me and my fiancé, we got, I remember we got one that it was, like, $500, and then we tried to Google the person, and he wasn't around. And if Google can't find him, the guy doesn't exist. (laughs) So we were like really, you know, and he had like no avatar image on his profile. On uh, he had like one social network, and it was just like this weird profile image. So then ultimately we we tracked down an email and we emailed him, and he didn't get back to us for like a couple, like I think a month later. And then he said, Oh no no yeah, I'm I'm real, Um, because we actually said like, Hey, you gave us five hundred dollars. I just want to make sure this isn't going to disappear, you know, at like the end of the. He's like, No no no, I I saw the film. It was great, you know. I mean, I saw the idea for the film. It's great, you know. And I just wanted to support. And I was like, well, that was amazing. I never met the guy. And I still haven't met him, but he's he's done so much for us. He's even contributed to my, my comic book campaign because he found out about it. I didn't even reach out to him about it. He just found it and was like, I'm, I'm, I'm back in this guy again because he's like a, a super fan, you know, which is awesome. And it's like, That's well, great. I'm a super fan. This is awesome. Um, so that whole, um, you know, that kind of tight-knits the audience and, 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 the, and the community. When I, after I finished the film, um, I did, I did need more money because, you know, it's post-production. Post,
1: well, post, <laughs>
0: post was easy. Post was me. Okay. Um, I edited and then, um, through the campaign, I found a guy, uh, actually he found me, uh, a guy named Nino, uh, from, um, Serbia. I want to say Serbia. Nino, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, <laughs> I think it's Serbia, and he reached out to me and said, "Hey, so the film, uh, so so the idea for the film, it sounds like something I'd like to make music for. Um, you know, c- can I donate the score?" And I was like, "What? What do you mean donate oh the my score? Gosh. You know, like you know." And it's like, "Okay, great, I'm being rewarded. Uh, I don't because again, it's not about the money. This guy wants to give a score. I checked him out to make sure, you know, it was good stuff that he's done some stuff Precious. that it wasn't just the first yeah. thing. Yeah, And he had some good stuff there, and I'm like, let's let's, let's do it. Do we it. ended up working together over Skype." We came up with a brilliant score for the whole movie. Um, I worked with another band called Icewagon Wagon Flew, Um that were, one of their songs were featured in one of my other films. Um, and I, 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 stupidly, I asked them for money. And then, and then I realized very quickly, like, you don't ask an indie band for money. They, they probably need <laughs> them. Ha- yeah,
3: they probably don't have it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly what he said to me too. Yep. He's like, John, we, we're an indie band. We don't have money to give, but can we donate a song? And I'm like, absolutely. So they actually wrote the title track to the movie series. Um, which is one of my favorite songs. I got it on my phone. Still is my ringtone because it brings me back to to that moment. Always oh, grounding cool. me. Oh, that's awesome. Um, no matter how many talks I do about crowdfunding, when I hear that ringtone, it's like, oh, that's where it came from. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, sorry, as a really long-winded answer, but um, <laughs> but I'm getting to the to the extra community. So I needed more money, and then I, I launched a series of crusades, as I call them, uh, crusades for Cerise. I think there was like five of them where I would come up with a bunch of film festivals and I did this off-platform, um, not on Indiegogo or any other platform, just like from my own website, just because I wasn't gonna campaign for it like I did. I was just, if people wanna help out, I can put, post it once or twice a day on Twitter and Facebook. If I get a couple of contributions, that's cool, Right. Um, to help with the festival submissions. Through that same community and building out more, I was able to submit to about 80 film festivals.
3: Oh, wow, yeah, because oh, that yeah. gets pricey. Very pricey. Oh. Super pricey. That's, yeah. that's amazing, though. Yeah,
0: no, and they, they came to the plate. And through that, you know, again, 12, uh, I think over a dozen, you know, about 12, 15 maybe, acceptances, won an award, um, you know, they, that couldn't have happened if. You Those know, they, they hadn't right have, have chipped in. Went to Cannes. Uh, we did the short oh, film corner. Nice. Um, awesome. You know, and that was like, oh, that's cool. All right, now I got to go there. I paid for, all, you know, the travel and lodging and all yeah. that stuff. Cause, but know, what a cool experience. Brother helped out, too. Yeah. yeah, I've got stories. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big Cannes fan. Yeah. Uh, no
3: that that that's a funny it's going thing going on right now isn't
2: it
0: yes, yes it, is. Yeah, it is that's it why is. i'm not there
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i've like there's very few men that i've ever heard say i'm not a can fan but it's in a completely different context <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but Lordy. you wouldn't
2: have known that if you wouldn't have never gone it's exactly. true yep. it's true uh, so. and
0: big big learnings you know just about like short the, the 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 nature of short films the nature of the short film corner um, you know, I have a friend from Facebook uh, who, whose film just got, you know, is, is in the short film corner. So, you know, um, you know I, I reached out, I said, hey, if you need any advice, let me know. I, I, I've been there and I, I'd like you to do it better than I did it because mm-hmm. I did it like an idiot, um, which is partially why I, I didn't like the experience. But I wrote a blog post about it. I sent her that. So hopefully that kind of helped out, right. um, you know, and prepared her more for it. I'm sure she's, I'm sure it's doing, doing great. Um, but it is, it's a very, it's a very different world, you know, um, the short film world and, and what that whole thing means. But. Yeah.
3: So what exactly is your role at Indiegogo specifically?
0: Yeah. Um, I am the uh, head film campaign strategist. Okay. Ooh. That's my title.
3: Strategist. It makes it sound like you are good with numbers. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess. No, uh, no, definitely not. And and I, I I make sure to remind people, like, you know, I'm I'm a very... It's funny. I work for a data-driven company, but I'm a gut-driven individual. Yeah, um, and I like that. I've had people tell me straight up who are numbers-driven that, uh, especially when it comes to like selecting goals for campaigns. Mm-hmm. Like they, uh, this one friend of mine, um, Jamie. She, you know, she, she's working on a book, and she's got a uh, she's got a formula on how to configure a goal. Uh, which is awesome. I hope she doesn't mind me telling people that right Um, (laughs) now. But they're going to read it anyway, and it's going to be awesome. She hasn't even shared with me the formula yet. But she will ask me oftentimes, like, hey, what do you think this can raise? And then I'll be like, "Uh, you know, based on these factors, real quick. I do it real fast because I get bored real fast, too. And I'm just like, they can raise this. And then she'll be like, yeah, that's that's basically what my formula came up with, too.
3: Oh, cool. And I'm
0: like, yep, that's this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So... You know, but again, I occasionally will do research to, you know, because I I do work with filmmakers who are very analytical and they only care about numbers. So I'll try to cater my gut reactions and back it up with the numbers just to make them kind of feel a little more confident. Um, but the numbers always match what I'm thinking. So um, you
3: just essentially guide them in in setting uh, yeah. their goals for the well, campaign. Well, in,
0: in in that's just one part of it. That's that's the hardest part because the biggest mistake that campaigners are making these days is setting too high a goal and just not being able to reach it. Um, yeah, and that's, mainly, yeah, because there's Indiegogo no, right.
2: where if you don't reach a goal you don't get the fund? is that
0: um we have both models okay. so you can okay. do a version where it's like all or nothing or keep what you raise okay so you just okay. select that at the beginning and then you know you got to got to either hit your goal or not but again you know the the world still I mean, I think it's a, a kind of Neanderthal uh, way of measuring success, to be honest, still. Um, <laughs> but we still measure success based on did they hit the goal or not. And I think that's ridiculous. If you can move forward with your project, that's a success just right. as valuable as that. hitting a goal. Yeah. Um, but the world isn't ready for that. That's why, you know, they, <laughs> the world
2: isn't ready for people
0: call that. me the they, 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 they've coined uh, the term the Zen master of crowdfunding. So I've actually <laughs> stolen that and used it for, for a lot of like what I'm doing because I'm just very Zen about. About, like things you know i think a lot about these things and and you know if you're if you're in it for the money you think i'm full of shit and if you're in it for the community you know i'm 110 percent absolutely right.
3: right yeah you
0: know and that's the thing and i prefer to work with those people who yeah. know i'm absolutely well, right because they tend to listen more
3: well who doesn't prefer um, to work with people who have that viewpoint you know i do yeah it's yeah. it's I feel like harder and harder to find those people.
0: <laughs> oh no, total. Oh god, you have uh, especially now with with crowdfunding. Like everybody's everybody's trying to figure out how to milk the money. Like even when people, you know, launch a campaign, it's like you know you've got people reaching out to be like, hey, let me I can help promote. I can do this. But it's like you know again, I know the truth about those things. Like half the time they're going to promote to their audience, and it's not helping the filmmakers build their audience. Right. It doesn't matter your audience. It matters if. I have a, sh- a horror film, I need to reach horror fans. Unless you're a horror blog, you're not going to be able to help me just right, by tweeting they, it to a general audience. Yeah. You know, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm veering here. It's such
2: big picture thinking, you know, it's so, I I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people are like, I want to make this project, but I don't have money. Like they know about crowdfunding, but again, it's that that whole um, thing of nobody's gonna give me money. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna get five dollars from my second cousin, and yeah, you yeah know, but like it, my, and my mom, mom is my gonna mom end up giving give, me like hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a hundred bucks. You yeah. know, yeah.
0: I mean, but that's how it starts too, though. Um, yeah, that's how most of them start. That's why I said before, I'm an anomaly to that to that world. But again, when you look at it, back in 2010, when I ran my campaign crowdfunding was kind of new it was still relatively new indiegogo had only been around since 2008 um you know kickstarter came out in 2009 so it's like this is young i mean crowdfunding has been around since statue of liberty but with this 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 model model of it it's like it's only been a few years so for me it was easier to be able to reach a wider audience than it is today because today you can't say that hey I launched a campaign I, you know, I'd love it if you help out and be a part of it because there's a thousand people yeah, who are there, saying that, that that's same thing
2: well that's what I was going to ask you now what do you think people who want to launch a campaign can mm. do to kind of stand out above the crowd do you think yeah. it is important taking those six months before and building your audience and knowing that you have yep. to do that first and have that community yeah,
0: yeah. That's, that's number one I tell yeah. people that's the, also the number one thing they don't want to do
2: yeah, because it it's, it's work. It takes time. The There's not yep. an immediate. Re- it's we, not, we want immediate results for things. Yep. Instant gratification. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. No, and we got to get over that instant gratification stuff because, again, I did it with no what I call the ulterior motive, right? It was like I had no ulterior motive. I wanted to talk to filmmakers.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And
0: then I found out about crowdfunding six months later without knowing I had been doing the work.
2: Yeah.
0: But I didn't have a goal. Yeah. People now, every time they say like, oh, you know, even they'll even say to me like, oh, tr- you know, Trigonus tells me to, you know, that I got to get on Twitter so that I can run my campaign. It's like, no, not so you can run, run your, your campaign. Tr- yeah. So you can build, build an actual audience so you can have more clout and be able to raise more funds and from a larger audience. Mm-hmm. Because if you just launch your campaign I mean, I, I still have campaigners, um, you know, there's always this thing like I need to launch now. You no. never, you never need to launch now. I, that's just that's honest to God truth. You never need to launch now. If you want to do it serious, you take however many months I tell you that you need to take. Right. You know, because sometimes you you'll need two weeks. Maybe maybe you've got you know ten thousand followers, and that's amazing right. on Twitter if yeah. you're interacting with them. Yeah. You could have ten thousand followers just because you tweeted one thing that hap that had something to do with like something really big and popular and mm-hmm. it just got you a bunch of followers but you don't interact with any of them and you don't do anything and then that following is absolutely useless and meaningless but you can have that following but you do have to constantly engage them mm-hmm. during that beginning um, during the, be- with the, the time before the campaign even begins when you do launch the campaign that's when it's like you gotta be creative because today and not just creative in like how you're tweeting but like creative in you gotta have a strategy. That's partially what I do at Indigo Mm -hmm. I try to like look at your strategy. Sometimes I'll I'll suggest strategies obviously, but a lot of times they they know to have a strategy, but they need a little work. So then I kind of tweak it. I say, try this, add this here, do that there. But you gotta have a strategy for knowing on what days you're going to launch a new perk, what day you're going to have, if you're lucky enough to have a celebrity on board, you're going to have them talk about a perk that they're going to unveil. Mm-hmm. You, 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 An update, maybe you landed some extra money or something. You know, you make an update because that that gives you more reason to talk on, mm-hmm. on social media. But even when you're doing that, that gets old. So again, I tell people... Never tweet out, you know, help me make it happen for you. Probably seen those tweets. you know. Make <laughs> right. it happen for my indie film. Support my pro. No, we're not doing that anymore. It worked when I did it.
1: Mm-hmm. But <laughs>
0: even back then, I knew enough that that was boring.
1: It right. yeah. was straight up boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Today, it's absolute noise. Yeah. To cut through the noise, you got to get creative. When I, even back then, I did, uh, when, I, when I was doing Cerise, um, I basically would put out because i would you know again i have a really short attention span so i get bored so i would get bored with what i've done to make it happen for at first and then i was like ah, shit's boring man like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta figure something out so i would be like all right i gotta tell people about my movie so josh help josh Kermes take down the word that took him down yeah and then people were looking at it and like what the hell does that, that even me? mean yeah <laughs> click oh indiegogo What's this? Oh, what's this movie about? Now they're getting the information and they can make an educated decision on whether or not to back my project. Um, So that's, you know, that's the promotion part of it, but you also got to have a draw. So again, in terms of like perks, um, you know, one of the, I was one of the first people, I guess, to like get really ridiculously creative with perks. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote poems for people. Oh, cool. I've I've seen people do it today.
3: Yeah, I've had friends um, write haiku.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's a pop. I mean, I'm very happy. It's popular, but but a lot of times I'll see people, do, you know, they're gonna write poems, but their movies like this, you know, Holocaust documentary, it doesn't make and sense. it's like, um, it doesn't, yeah. how does that relate to mm-hmm. the, you know, so it, you know, and again, it doesn't work for everything. The reason it worked for mine is because my movie is about words. Right. The former spelling bee champ. The word that took him down. Spelling bee. Words. The word is cerise. It's a very interesting word that he can't spell. Um, and then I, I'm a poet. I have two degrees in it so i'm connecting myself right and i use the word connect i connect myself to my audience i'm connecting my audience to my film but how do i connect the film back to the audience and make them care right well when you write that poem you write it in the form of the most important word that they'll ever have which is their name oh acrostic poems first letter is the first line first letter of your name first line second second Sometimes I would write haikus for Jim and Sam. Other times I'd write long poems for Alexandria. Yeah. And how much do you think I charged? Or you might know how much I charged. If no. You're no at... I don't know. What would you I charge don't... for that? What do you think? I, I like asking that.
2: I, I, I have charge... no idea. <laughs> $50? I $50. I awesome. I don't know. How yeah. much did you do? Any right. any, any number from you? I, I you have, have no idea. Absolutely. I mean that takes know. a lot of time. It takes it took it a lot takes of time. So you want like right. you want something that's substantial, but you also want a lot of those substantial things. Uh-huh. So you don't want to make it too high, because exactly. then you'll uh, only hundred dollars.
0: Not bad. I've had people tell me. As much as $500. No,
2: I mean... Well, I mean, it's
3: worth it. And, it's, and, it's and they're going to get, yeah. you
0: know, other let's things, of course. But for me, yeah.
3: thinking from the, the perspective of, like, hearing you talk and, and where you started with everything, I feel like as artists, too, another thing that we often do is we undershoot our value.
0: <laughs> Very true.
3: <laughs> um. So that's where my brain went. It was like, okay, that's probably, you know, X amount of money. But yeah.
0: how much would I probably charge for it? Hmm, let's see. More, more so, how much would you pay for something like that? Person poem written and delivered within about three to five days to you
3: oh you would pay a lot of money for that yeah people that's like art yeah i mean that's like i mean art is in like of course it's art but you know what i mean like art that you pay for you you it's essentially having someone who you what's the word i'm looking for commission Mm -hmm. something for you totally yeah it's absolutely Uh, yeah i mean people would pay thousands of dollars for that
0: yeah we would think um (laughs) (laughs) so 10 bucks what? $10. So and how, there, so was you wrote 10 there was a couple of reasons. There was a couple of reasons for that. Okay. Number one, I thought back then the social media shout out was pretty hot shit. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to shout you out on my social network of 200 people. <laughs> my fiance Marinelle came to me and she's like, that's boring. And I'm like, really? It's social media. And I was so into social media at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, I was like, all right, well, what do you, what do you want me to do? Write a poem for everybody? And she was like, dead yeah. serious. Yeah. 10 bucks, write a poem for people. Oh
3: my gosh. See, so, that's what I figured. I figured yeah. it was like way, way under. Yeah. Yeah. It was what way he under, did. but
0: to answer, to answer your question, I wrote 110 or 115 of them. Had I charged 50, I probably would have only written about seven. Yeah. Seven right. to 10 tops. Yeah. Because my philosophy has become both in crowdfunding and life offer more value for less money. Yes. Because you're always going to get more people charging. Because the first thing they said is at $10, they were like, that's a steal. Yeah. but but then they would say what else can I get because I'm just getting the poem at 10 oh at 25 I get to see the movie but I also get the poem oh that's cool well what do I get at 50 so most people would go up to like so 50 giving years.
3: them something very valuable as the yep. as the as a, at a low cost causes them to look for more. interest. They, they
0: start looking where they're comfortable spending, mm-hmm. but knowing that they get something extremely mm-hmm. personal. So the poem for me was That's, the thank you. Uh, yeah, that was like the equivalent of yeah. me just sending yes. a so, thank, thank you, thank you, you message. note. That's it. But it was a lot more work, obviously, because I'm a poet, and I said, and I wrote some of my best work. So I have to actually thank those people double. Well, that's another
2: that. thing, too. You're using your talents and that just... It's yep. momentum for, oh, it's uh, for everything else you're doing. And it's also, momentum. if it's something mm-hmm. that
3: you really enjoy doing, yeah, exactly. then why not get better at a craft that you already have? I mean, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But that's like one of the, the... A lot of the stuff that he's talking about reminds me a lot about Dallas and the marketing yes. magnet and how... So we mm-hmm. took... The reason we know each other is we took a mm-hmm. class together that essentially helps you to kind of figure out how to market yourself in the business of acting oh, without sweet. feeling disgusting um.
2: <laughs> That's, yeah, was that, was that what I want to was tweet called? that <laughs> to Please Dallas right yeah.
3: now actually
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas, well, you made me not feel disgusting yeah, in this me, business. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is.
3: it's like if you can feel very cheap
2: sometimes. Well, like okay. pro- I mean prostitution, you're selling yourself all the yeah, time. And it again, it goes back to exactly what you're talking about. If you are building relationships and building a community, that is different because yeah. that's a give take thing. Exactly. exactly. Instead of just like, what can you do for me? Like, mm-hmm. I want to know you cuz all right, what can you do for me? Oh, you can't do anything for me. All right, what what can you exactly. you move on to the next exactly. person. And, um, that doesn't feel good. You know, no, that, it, that, that, it just that doesn't, doesn't no, it, it you know, and it like, leaves a bad taste in everyone's, mouth. like yeah. the person you're doing it to you doing it, like, it just doesn't make sense. So, right. well, because we've all
3: had those instances where someone has reached out to you for something and you've reached out to them for something and they've never helped you, but then they expect you to help them. Yep. And not that you aren't like, I love to be able to help people and I'll do it once, but if it happens yeah. again, it's like, you don't want to continue to. It's, mm-hmm. the, you have to have some sort of like relationship. Yeah. It's, it has to have some sort of flow to it. And if you yeah, don't, yeah. you can't, I mean, you can expect more than what you're going to get. But it's just going to end up in disappointment a lot.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I, I totally see that happen a lot. Um, even today, like there's a... Um, in today's crowdfunding like a lot of people don't want to do that like i tell them about the poem and they're they're always like flabbergasted and then i tell them about like my friend michael farrell who just uh he guest uh, hosted a uh, an event with me that i did at ifp recently um he ran a campaign for a movie called 20 million people and his 25 five dollar perk you thought i was just writing a poem like that's hard enough this guy was writing a choose your own adventure style romantic comedy in three short acts for each person at $25 and above.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Okay, so this, now obviously he's got a template, but You know, and he was telling me again, and I'm just, I'm floored. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you put the person's name there, but you know, you want them to feel like this is a story about them. So you gotta, you gotta Google where they're from. So we'd have to Google, you know, the town in Nebraska that you came from, you know, and figure out what the best restaurant is there, because that's where maybe you'll meet this person that you're going to interact with because it's a romantic comedy. And then by the end of the first act, you choose, you know, what do you want to do? A or B? And then you send it back to him and he writes you the next installment. You oh, know? that's
3: cool though. Doing it in sections Absolutely. actually helps probably make it not feel as overwhelming.
0: Totally, totally. <laughs> and and again, like I said, he had these. You know, he had those templates, but even that, you're still adding to it. You oh, know, yeah, like yeah. constantly Yeah, and, research and researching it takes, yep.
2: takes forever. forever, and it's this dark hole that you it can really just is. get sucked into. Oh <laughs> yes, many a time I've I've
3: been looking up something and then hours later like what how long have i been doing uh-huh. it? <laughs> yeah.
0: and that and that's the scary thing is a lot of people just don't want to spend that time anymore they don't because they're you know and they're like oh but i'm that's a lot of time and i'm like yeah i know but you're crowdfunding what what else do you got but time yeah. you know uh you could pay somebody to do it but then you wouldn't be crowdfunding now would right. you? you know and it's it's my mentality is like you get out what you put in so mm-hmm. if you're not willing mm-hmm. to put in guess what? You're not going to hit your goal. Guess what? You're probably not going to make enough funds that you need. And you're probably not doing this for the right reason then. Mm. You're like,
3: maybe you should look Look. into a different industry.
0: (laughs) If only I could give that kind of advice some days. Um, Everybody wants a shortcut. Everybody
2: wants to fast track to success. And that, I mean, I think that's, people think, like we have all these overnight successes, but yeah. if you really look at their career and you look at how many years they, they've been working and doing it, right. it's like they are not an overnight success no, at like all. It's like that's the pain. flashy story that the media wants to, to tell. To sell to you. But yeah. there was a lot of sweat and tears and hard There's work. There was a, lot of, and a time. lot of work. And yeah. time. Time is something that you don't think about, but
3: it's, it's kind of the scenario of an iceberg, what you see above the water, as opposed to like mm-hmm. all the stuff that Great. happened below. Um, I think that one of the things we've noticed over and over again, talking with different creators and actors and filmmakers through the podcast, is this is a business too for the long haul. If you're mm-hmm. not in it for the right reasons, do something else. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's it's what come I've heard. Up a lot. That's yep. what, that, like almost every single podcast it's mm-hmm. come up mm-hmm. that if you're not willing to say, hey, I might not ever have money doing this. And if you're not okay with that and you think you can do something else, then. Mm-hmm. Power to you, man. Go do something else. Yeah. But if you feel like this is what you want to do for that that stretch, this is this is you. Then stick with it. But yeah, yeah. but and those are the people who are great at at crowdfunding oh, because absolutely. they're in it for the right reason. Yeah. and
0: and it's funny. I'm glad you said that, and I didn't have to say it. You're welcome. I've been, I've been feeling like a, <laughs> I've been feeling like like you know. I mean, I even joke like I know it sounds a little tree hugger, guys, but. You gotta do this stuff for the right reasons, right? And it's like that's been my new phrase because mm-hmm. if you're not doing it for the right reason, well, then then get out of it. Whether it's acting, whether it's writing, whether it's crowdfunding, just get out of it and do something else. You know, I mean, there's nothing and there's no And you can harm do it on the
3: it. side if you want. Yeah.
0: Side hustles are like the popular thing. I just found out about that term a year ago. Side, side, side hustle.
3: Hashtag side yep. hustle. Never <laughs> heard of that. I've it's, never heard uh, of it either. See, you're educating all right. See, us. See, I had so no nice nice idea. Right now, you know, yeah. Another
0: thing I learned from, from uh, Marino, my fiancé there, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I had no sounds, idea. I'm like,
3: um. She sounds very smart. Yeah. She she's sounds like a, a fountain of information. Oh, constantly. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> good. She, Sometimes in information
0: the, I may not want to hear, you know, but, well, but usually, it, it hits good and it's it's always for that yeah, yeah. right reason.
2: Usually is she the best in the industry? Is.
0: She is, um, is she in the industry? Uh, she used to be, okay. um, she worked for a company that's now called Synodyme. Uh, she did their dis- DVD. She wrote the the content on the back of the boxes, uh, their DVDs. Mm. Um, oh, and cool. that was a while back. Now she works for a company called uh, Happify, which, uh, is all about the science behind happiness. A uh, really good website actually. Wow. Um, you know, I kind of, um, I've become, you know, a lot I've been positive, a positive kind of minded guy for a, a lot of years, but it's always nice to kind of get this email from this company and be like, oh, this is something to think about or, oh, take, take a meditation pause for like 10 seconds, breathe in and breathe out. And it's just little tips like that and, and tactics. So she does design for them. She designs their, uh, their apps um, Very and stuff. Cool. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, yeah, but she's, you know, she's, she just, she knows, you know, I obviously talk about a lot of my projects that I work on and she always gives me that good advice, you know, it tells me what I need to hear when I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I don't need to hear it too. Yeah. Um, well, but it's, uh, but it's, again, it's all, it's all coming from the right spot and it's, again, I think when I, when I backtrack on, you know, on all those things that I've done so far, it's like she's kind of been the staple and, and I always kind of look. So it's almost like, you know, Tom Waits and, and Kathleen Brennan, you mm-hmm. know, except not so much of the creative influence necessarily, although she has given me a few good, First lines of poems that turned out to be pretty darn good <laughs> recently, too. But, uh, but yeah, but, but kind of in that way of like being the muse to the, to the poet here. And, and it's good to have one of those because I've never had one of those. Before.
3: Yeah, it's great. Well, it's, it's, it's always good to have any people in your life mm-hmm. that contribute to your, your inspiration. And totally. having someone whose whole focus, our company that they work for is happiness. Uh-huh. Like, what a better thing to have constantly you know, reminded of you. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are days where you're just like, shut up. I don't want to be happy right now. I
1: just want to be mad.
3: <laughs>
0: Actually, just... no. We, no, <laughs> no. Very seldom those kinds of days. No. Yeah. It's, it's...
3: Very rare. Very yeah. rare. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, everybody expresses their emotions in different way. Yeah, my yeah, hu- my husband has learned over the years that if I am very upset about something, then he just needs to give me about 10 minutes and mm. I'll be fine. But don't tell me how I should feel right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I gonna hear. feel
2: this way for I'm ten like, minutes. I was like, I need to feel
3: this, you know, that that, that actor part of you. You're yep. like, I need to go through this emotion and then I'll be fine, but
2: don't don't stifle my emotion. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. That makes uh-huh. sense. Yeah. I also wanna hear more about your passion project, which I'm wondering if it's this um comic that you are creating is that your uh, yeah. current passion oh yes project? yes yeah yeah, yeah. Is, uh, i passion love passion projects project. <laughs> i'm always asking that question nice no
0: great yeah i mean you know yeah it's uh it was um so it's it's a comic called siren's calling i should have brought copies for you um, oh, but i forgot I'll, all right. I'll, I'll 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 get i'll get you yeah some. I would that would
1: be love awesome
0: it. um you know it's uh so it's it was spo- it was originally thought of as a movie um i was just trying to figure out the next script. And I just had this ridiculous idea about a mythological siren who gets fed up with her man-eating ways on her little island with her sisters. <laughs> and That's not even the funny part yet. I love it. Oh, this is great. Um, so she, uh, she leaves her sisters and her island behind to become a Hollywood actress in the 1940s in mm. Hollywood. Wow! So it's a fusion of all of my passions. So I have a big film noir passion uh, mm. that I've been stuck in for about four years now, maybe five, um, where, I mean, and obviously the hat. I was, and, I was uh, gonna things, say, so yeah. I can
3: get that from the hat. I'm yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, totally. I mean, I'm not as
0: hard as bogey, but but I, you know, I'm like a, a little soft spot there, but uh, but definitely I got the style as, as bogey on, on, on the weekends at least. And um, so you know, it com- combines that. I wanted to to push myself to write um, like, and I hate the term strong female character because I, I just think it's like it's just overused a real. A, you just mean but a it's real
3: female like character. a real
0: character who's gonna go through some shit, and it's mostly internal shit because you know, a siren, she basically has to battle her urge to eat men mm. while she's trying to become Bit an actress. actress. Which in an industry run by men Ooh. at the time, yeah, and that's
3: some relevant shit. A right lot here. of lot of
0: sexism happening, a lot of stuff. So mm. like
3: everyday life,
0: everyday life <laughs> happening exactly. And I, you know, again as a writer, I had always written like men characters because that's what I know. You write what you know. Yeah. And I just I was like, you know, I gotta I gotta like do this. I was writing a a series of novels. This is my other passion project, actually. Um, I wrote for uh yeah i'm almost finished with the fourth novel on the path train on my phone during my morning and evening commutes underground from on the path train alone for the past, like I think, four years.
2: That's a now. movie in of itself. Yeah, right yeah, there. like a writer that writes on the path. Train. Yeah, totally, like totally. That's, that's oh, this, your, trust that's me, there's right.
0: there's a lot of us actually on on the train. No, I see them. I see them sense. sitting there. But until to do like, it on the phone is
3: until they yeah the dexterity of your thumbs is yes. you must be impressive.
0: Uh, I'm trying. You know, uh, I have a
2: student. She can type faster on her phone, so she writes all of her term papers oh on her phone instead of on a computer. Oh I was like. No, like yeah, you're going yeah, to college well, next year. Learn how to type. <laughs> Love uh, you, Genevieve. <laughs> they, they, they,
0: they, she might not need it, you know. She, Apparently, she, does she it, doesn't. She does you know, um, I know
3: she was. She was like, take a computer, take a uh, typing yeah. class. Yeah. No,
0: Sorry, I, look, but, pe- people are recording whole essays on their on their uh, you know phones phone, nowadays. Yeah. So I, you know, just, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, so I through that process of writing on the train, I was just doing character sketches, and I started confronting my my not a fear but like i've i've always been afraid that i can't write a good woman character, mm. just period. Like, Because I'm just like, I don't I, I don't know how to get into the heads. I, writing I don't writing
2: men's characters. I have the really? same fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Say, I, yeah. I didn't know if it was just me because like people, yeah. you know, guys do it all the time. You know, women do write men all the time and yeah. they're believable. Yeah. And that's always been my fear is like, is it going to be believable? Is it going to be just stock character? Is it going to be? Because well, so I've written ni- stock a yeah. lot. Yeah.
3: Well, that's so nice to hear a man concerned about that because <laughs> oh, I feel like time. what happens most of the time is you you just get those stock characters, that's like all that you
2: have. Or they were, I've, I actually watched a documentary about a filmmaker and he just thought his female characters were completely fine and I watched his movie and I was like, no,
0: oh, your female
2: man. characters are completely two-dimensional, like two-dimensional.
0: That was the fear. Like
2: yeah. you didn't develop them at all, everything was about the men, all their conversations are, you know, it's Revolved around, around men. Around the men mm-hmm. and you didn't finish their their journeys at all, like, they, yeah. like Even a little bit. I don't know. (laughs) It was just really interesting. They were just there like exposition, basically. They would just give information.
0: You're saying everything I had had been afraid of. But
3: the fact that you're actually in tune with it is probably proof positive that I doubt that will happen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The fact mm-hmm. that it is something that reminds you—it's just like anything. Like whatever people have, like these worst fears. Um, I've I've said this before with with you know our parents, like a trait that our parent has mm. that we hate. We all have. We all know them and have them, right? And like I know I have particular trait like that. I try so hard not to have, right. and all yep. and everyone that knows me says, "You, I would never think you have this particular trait." But mm. because that's a constant focus of mine. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I sure. think the awareness, the awareness, yep. exactly, it. self-aware, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It does a lot of things, but continue. We can Yeah, no, 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 no.
0: I mean, that's, uh, that that was that was, you know, sort of like where I was. It's like, uh, so I, I wrote, you know, I wrote this character, um, and then she was two dimensional. <laughs> I, I shared it with uh, with my illustrator Lauren uh, Clementi. She's uh, she's uh, the co-creator of. Uh, sirens calling and and i you know shared with her like the first draft and she was like i want to get more into her you know into her head like what is she thinking and i'm like i don't know i'm a guy i don't know what she's thinking (laughs) you know and that's when i was like no i gotta i gotta force myself to like really just think about this and get deep with it and then i got deep and i used uh in comics they're called captions Mm -hmm. um so i used captions they used to be thought bubbles back in the day now they're just like you know squares and you kind of basically are her inner inner monologue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I was kinda, oh, this is nice and poetic. I like this. Oh, this I'm kind of feeling this. I sent it to, to Lauren. And then she was like, I really like it. I think it's, it's totally believable. I, I think this is what she's thinking. This is exactly what I thought she was thinking. You just wrote it out right. And I was like, wow, great. Second issue that I'm working on now is even, I think, even stronger. Because um, I feel much more comfortable and confident now. Right, that makes a it. difference. And she's such a cool character. Character well, like you know just her conflicted. More. I, I absolutely you know, know this know character, her more, yeah. and she's she's a part of me. She's like she's that that you know piece of me that you know. I, one of the big themes I love to talk about is duality. Oh um, uh, yes. So it's it's like there's two parts to all of us. We know this. So this character is literally two things. But even inside, she's she's struggling to be human in this inhuman world of hollywood Mm -hmm. so again it's part social commentary that's coming out as well more about modern hollywood um, (laughs) probably but definitely caters and and relates to to the 40s version Um, so yeah it's kind of like you know it's really it's kind of like the walking dead where it's like it's not about zombies but it's about zombies but it's more about how we react as human beings mm-hmm. in a world filled with zombies right. how we become the monsters and uh you know not not a big fan to say it but robert kirkman is a kind of inspiration of it i love the walking dead mm-hmm. uh you know not a big fan of robert kirkman in general but, uh, <laughs> that's all right um, um i met him I once think
2: it, i think remnants of what hollywood was in the 40s is still in it's interesting oh, how oh, definitely. it I has mean, not yeah, gone
0: anywhere it's, no. it's
2: it tries to put a different face on so mm-hmm. to say but
0: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> so no, yeah. much
2: of it is still it there it is still where it is yeah, yeah absolutely
0: no you just put one person who who can speak positive about it you know uh, whether you know whether it's uh, you know a, a woman or a black person you know it's like all right yeah. one one representative and hollywood is is crystal clear and it's like nah, no. guys sorry not like, not yet
2: but i think we've talked about this too so many women writers write like men because that's how the industry has been for so long. So mm, they true. think these formulas and they think the way to do certain things and to write characters and to write stories sometimes fall into the same traps and obstacles that men writers mm. have been doing. There's, it, uh, I, I think it's hard for women to also write, write strong women characters because mm. we haven't seen that as a force. We've seen... Right. Strong yeah. mer- men characters. I don't know. It's just something like um, I love Shonda Shonda Rhimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but even the women she writes are sometimes very whiny and very. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's things about them where I'm that is where like it's like societal norm of what yeah, they think women are a stereotype as opposed to. Yeah. than... and I think she's done a lot of great things for both women and for um, diversity. Mm. But there's still little things that I'm like. I don't know if you're really writing a a multifaceted woman, not just like what we want a woman to be or what we want to stereotype her into being. I think that Hmm. part of what
3: the biggest issue is too is that what you have to think of base foremost is you're writing a human. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because what you were talking about, like with the duality, that is something anyone who knows me, that is one of my things that I struggle with the most is Hmm. that this, you know, and I think... I think everyone struggles with, but being a woman in the industry, there's that part of you that's like, oh, so if I want to be like the feminine side of myself, what you view as like the societal feminine side of yourself right. with like chill, like having children and, um, you know, being uh, being a good wife and like all of those things. Like I have that part of myself yeah. that's like, what does that mean? And then the other <laughs> part of myself that's like, wants to be successful and is driven and has this career thing. But I still think there's so much about society, and, a, and in particular where I grew up, that still separates those things. And it's yeah. and they mm. view you as either being one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find that. To be working or to be a mother in a home. Is exactly that, yeah, those two yeah. tracks? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and not that it doesn't exist, because it does. And I mean, and I come from a family, my mother was like she was all of those things,
1: <laughs> mm. wow.
3: but you know, it's it's just weird that how much of that still but plays. Was into your grandmother? Was no. your
2: yeah? So that's the other thing too. I think really Neither interesting for our generation is that our grandmothers were homemakers and our mothers worked and were homemakers, and now we are like. Mm. You know it's just another step yeah. to the equation, I guess I don't yeah. know it's really interesting it's not we it's not gone away if our if we saw our grandmothers in a very like, m- like motherly maternal yeah homemaker the traditional sense we still saw that that was still a big influence right you know it's true I didn't think about that that way, mm. but yeah, so I mean I think that that is
3: something what everyone struggles with. I think the thing that you have to Um, associate yourself with to begin with is just that they're human and so emotion is the same Mm -hmm. in all it's just what filter it comes through Mm -hmm.
1: yeah it's true Mm -hmm.
3: yeah yeah. but yeah well that's super exciting Mm -hmm. Um, I want to read it I do too uh,
0: I mean hey it's uh it's uh when's the next issue coming out probably in June or or July I think the next issue will be out but we're selling like on uh, Indiegogo exclusively we're not doing a campaign we're doing a Indiegogo has a thing called uh, Shipping Now, um, or In Demand, mm. as it's called. Basically, when the campaign ends and it's successful, you keep it open, and it's basically like a, a nice little e-com site um, where people can just go, buy one thing, boom, done. Oh, awesome. Cool.
3: That's uh, super cool. That's great. Yeah. For so, anybody
0: who's listening, Sirenscallingcomic.com. I'm not a good marketer. Yeah? Uh, <laughs> no, you're doing great. <laughs>
3: yes. Yes, so, you are.
0: <laughs> if anybody's interested in nice horror noir comics.
3: That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, so when is your your book for crowdfunding coming out? Because I want to make sure we get a chance to plug yeah. that.
0: Oh, thanks. And that, yeah. Um, I th- so I'm pretty sure it's July. It'll be available in bookstores uh, and everywhere. It's either June or July. Um, I was under the in- assumption it was July, and then my publisher got in touch with me and was like, gave me a bunch of dates and right now because there were numbers involved in those dates Mm, I'm confused of when (laughs) it is and I didn't get a chance to re-look at it but it's going to be either this month uh, sorry uh, June or July but by July 1st I think everybody will be able to get it it's available for pre-order right now on Amazon so if people Google crowdfunding for filmmakers second edition uh, it'll take you to that page. If you do crowdfunding for filmmakers, it'll take you to where you can buy the first edition. Um, so yeah. What
2: has changed from the first, first to, to, to the second? Yeah, great
0: question. A yes. lot. Uh, a lot's changed because crowdfunding's changed a lot and has evolved uh, ridiculously fast. Um, so there's new chapters. Um, one of the chapters I'm, I'm particularly proud of is a chapter on soft launching your campaign and stretch goaling uh, the campaign. So launching to friends and family first before you even send your first tweet and Facebook update because uh-huh. that's becoming very important now. People still think that launching the campaign is gonna be enough to get people there. But if, if I go now, the, like the, the, the crowdfunding backer is actually becoming very savvy to things. So they're not just gonna contribute their $50 or $20 to any campaign. They're gonna look and see which ones are cool But also, which ones have momentum? Mm
1: -hmm. So, if you have
0: zero funded of $20,000, a stranger like me who gives to a lot of campaigns, I'm not going to give to yours because it doesn't look like there's any hope that it's going to pick up. Right. Whereas I go and I see at least 30 to 40% funded. Now it's kind of like, I got to get on this. You know, it's really cool. There's people backing it. I'm doing it. But those people that are the 30%, that's always nine out of 10 times family and friends. Mm-hmm. And that's nine out of 10 times done through a soft launch two to three days before the campaign sends out its first tweet, Facebook update and mass email. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. I wrote articles about it uh, on, online. I read a lot of the stuff online, but now I've compiled it in the book um, because the first edition was was so well used. Um, there've been so many advances since 2013. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got that section and then stretch goaling, which again, when I ran my campaign, it was like, oh, I hit $5,000, I have another month left, but I'm done. It's like, <laughs> no, no, there's no I being done.
2: That.
3: That, that's that. That's how you feel sometimes though. I, I no, guess. it is. Because you're no. just like, I'm
2: so tired,
3: can I be done now?
0: A lot of work, yeah. a lot of work, but but also just that naivete and not even naivete. It's just having a like a good heart and being like, I wanted five thousand. I got five thousand. Right. That's amazing. I'm done. Success. You know, success. <laughs> it, it didn't even yeah. occur to me that there's another month. Um, and again, not one tweet, not one update sent out about it. And sixteen hundred dollars rolled in today. Doesn't happen as right. much because again, a lot more campaigns. Um, but yeah, so I have the stretch goal chapter, which is how you know I always tell almost every campaign to to do their campaigns right. is like you have your, you know, you have your goal that you know you're gonna be able to hit, let's say, and that you know you're gonna be able to use for your film. Hit that quickly and then we stretch, you know? An extra ten thousand here, an extra two thousand there, and you stretch. And most of my campaigns, I'd say about eighty percent of my campaigns that do that always are over successful by about thirty to forty percent. Oh
1: wow! Um,
0: don't quote me on the numbers. I'm actually making those up as I speak. But it's the range. It's the gut number. Totally, totally is. But like one of my one of my favorite successes that I unfortunately didn't get to write about in the book because I, I worked with them uh, a little bit after I sent in the final proof was. Um, you guys know uh, Robbie and Stephen Amell. Um, Sounds familiar. Stephen Amell is Arrow. On, oh yeah. Um, on mm-hmm. Arrow, and then Robbie Amell plays. Uh, oh my God! Firestorm on The Flash. Um, okay. So these two cousins, um, they just did an awesome short film called Code Eight, um, and they wanted to make that into a feature. Uh, and you know, they set up a campaign for two hundred thousand dollars. They had a great campaign management agency, which is another great chapter that I'm uh, that I added. Um, I've I'm I'm famously not a big fan of campaign management agencies. Um just just cuz I'm not personally. Um but I work with a bunch of them and I've I finally got one that I'm like these guys know what they're doing. They're they're cool, oh, cool. and they and they listen to what what I say and back and forth. We we have a good rapport took a, you know took a while which is great to find someone so you know a group like that. But through their campaign agency and through their fan base and they have a rabid fan base um you know they were able to raise 1.7 million dollars oh, on this what? 200 thousand yes. dollars. <gasps> um, That's
2: crazy. Okay, if that doesn't inspire, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, Shit. You, I mean you could make a really good feature film for 300 oh, thousand dollars. Ma- yeah, absolutely. So having that much money, they are. It's they're, they're going to knock make, it out of the water. They're
0: going to make an amazing film, it's yeah, because of their fans. Like they and 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 again, they did the work. It's not just that they're like celebrities on tv yeah like these guys do facebook live like i follow them now like i don't follow celebrities on facebook right these guys do you know facebook live events just to hey ask ask us some questions Questions. they do these uh t-shirt giveaways for charities and things like that like you know they're they're just they're the most real guys i've i mean i never met them but I've, i've talked to them on the phone. Um, you know, a couple of times, they're just the most real guys you could possibly imagine. And they literally genuinely love their fans. Mm. So again, I wish I could have kind of infused them into the book, but I might, I might do like something else where like I can, I can create like an extra little, um, book, but yeah, I have, I have, you know, I have that, um, that was a great stretch goal, mm-hmm. uh, story of how to wow. properly do a bigger campaign. Yeah. Cause again, $200,000 is a ton of money yes, to try is. to raise. Not yeah. everybody can do it. Um, you know, and even if they're using some of my tactics, if you're doing it for that wrong reason of I need right. the money, well, you can use everything my book says. You will not be successful.
3: Again, it you goes back to, to that same thing yeah. of them being genuine and connected and a part of a Absolutely. community and that's why it worked.
0: And that's, and that's the work. Exactly. Not the crowdfunding. The crowdfunding, you know, newsflash for people listening, the crowdfunding part is easy. It's doing the work that comes before it. That that's makes hard. it easy, yes. but that's the hard work.
1: Yes, right. You
0: know, so that's basically the how how the the second edition is geared. I've got that chapter on the campaign managers and when to bring one on. I've got you know new tactics that I've learned, um, and then just a lot more, um, a little bit more of the philosophy behind it because that's like in most of my talks, I'm actually writing a a PowerPoint deck uh, for a seminar that I'm doing for a company called Stage Thirty Two. Uh, it's crowdfunding yes, seminar yes, you guys know yeah, crowdf- yeah. Uh, stage 32 uh, RB is a good friend of mine uh, one of the greatest guys I ever met um, you know for those of you out there who don't know the CEO of um, of stage 32 and it's awesome network amazing people so they're I'm, I'm putting together this great deck um, that is really focusing on the philosophy behind crowdfunding and using that philosophy with the tactics to be able to get the most success possible um, because I find that Everything is gearing further away from the, uh, the philosophy aspect. Um, that's why I think a lot of the campaign manager, management agencies, um, they know how to do great stuff. They know how to do SEO. They know how to do social media. Well, some of them know how to do social media marketing. <laughs> a lot of them really don't. They're, they're very book smart, um, but not practicality smart, except for maybe one or two that I've worked with. Um, but the thing that they lack, except for I know the, the Code 8 guys and I know one other guy, um, the thing that the most of them lack is the philosophy. They have no idea why to do this. Right. They know how mm-hmm. and they can raise good, good money for, for campaigns, but they just don't. They haven't gotten the, the mentality of like the reason that we do this. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, everybody's got to make a buck. Um yeah. so it's uh you know that that's kind of uh, also what I infuse there and uh and I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can say this kind of stuff and right. I, you know if there's any crowdfunding managers listening, yeah, pick up my book and learn the philosophy of 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 crowdfunding. It'll it'll benefit you even more with all those book smart skills that you're putting to practice on an everyday basis. It's right like, just know the philosophy and then you can understand. That really, what you're doing is building a community, but the hard thing is to teach people to actually give a shit about their community.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing! Oh, oh my gosh! There's so many <laughs> good
0: starting things. to preach. Starting to preach <laughs> so now.
3: So many good things in this podcast. I'm so excited to share this um, with well, people. Me too. One of the things that I want to ask, which I, if you can, if you can't think of anything, it's totally fine. But we've started kind of. We both work with kids, so one of hmm. the things that we started because everybody has like their little like niche that they do within their their podcast, like a question they ask every person. Totally. Um, and uh, we've started trying to incorporate, um, asking about. What is something crazy, funny, weird, truthful that you've heard uh, a child say? If you can think of something great, if not, it is okay, too. (laughs) Because kids are
2: so full of like little gems. Oh, no, they are. Nuggets of wisdom. Yeah, I mean,
0: I have a lot of Facebook friends. um, With children, yeah. Because the older you get... The you more know, the they babies. started out without kids. Yeah. Now they're all got yeah. kids, and mm-hmm. then you start looking like, wait, oh shoot, yeah. do I unfollow? Do I? No, <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Um, no, you never unfollow. Uh, but um, but I and I've seen a lot of like you know doing the scroll. You see a lot of cool things. My kid just said this, and my kid just right. Said that. Yeah. Um, I mean. I think the only thing I can think of right now. I, I used to work. I never worked with kids, but I used to. I used to be a professor at a NJCU and a bunch of other schools, um, doing the adjunct hustle. Uh, and it wasn't a side hustle, I'll tell you that. <laughs> a That's a it hustle. Was a hustle. Um, There's a
2: documentary about. Um, is it a adju- adjunct? adjuncted,
0: or uh, well, there, there are two or three maybe? maybe.
2: But it just about how they a lot of them are on food stamps and stuff they yeah, can't yeah. It, the pay so in, I didn't even
0: know enough to get on food stamps yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, like I would be like give me the stamps
2: but it's a <laughs> way uh, colleges are saving money but oh, no, their teachers can't afford to uh, live no
0: totally <laughs> don't even don't even get You're me like, started yes, I, I was, I was another, a part of I was a part of the union uh, you know the the teachers union and I saw some stuff that made me just absolutely despise the... Uh, and this was before I became much more positive, but absolutely <laughs> despise the what universities do and how they treat their teachers. Um, the only reason a teacher becomes a professor is for the students mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it again mm-hmm. doing it for the right reason right it's just sad that they don't get treated well but anyway I could preach for days on that um, but the um, you know I used to work with a lot of students and, and I mean they always said interesting things for a long time my students were the people keeping me young mm-hmm. um, because I felt even though I was a young professor when I started I was 26 six. Um, you know it's again you've the outside world, you kind of forget you don't have time, and I was writing on the side. So they would tell me about like you know, oh yeah, the new Beyonce song. I'm like, what Beyonce? Who's Beyonce? <laughs> you know, Shoot, okay, hold on, let me look this up. You know, and they would they would kind of educate me. So I I learned as much from the students as 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 they learned from me, but I didn't have kids. Um, didn't have kids, but but the one thing that's sticking in my head, it's interesting, um, and I think it's a great lesson about authenticity. Um. So Batman writer, uh, Scott Snyder, um, Mm -hmm. who's a really awesome guy, he writes all the Batman titles, well, the Batman, the main title. Um, He posted a tweet the other day, uh, actually yesterday, and it was like when, you know, it said something like, basically his his son signed his name on a school paper, I think, and then drew a skull on it. (laughs) And he was like, it was just great because he hashtagged uh, proud or embarrassed, because <laughs> you know, he obviously writes Batman, yeah, and he, you know, yeah. it's like, but but it's a funny moment of like, proud or embarrassed. You're right, like, you got this skull. Do you need to check <laughs> him into an institution? Do you need to, like, what do you do?
3: Because they read so you much know? into kids, like the things that they do, and I mean, yes. and certain things do mean things, and then other things
2: just—they're kids. <laughs>
0: it's just—it's just being a kid and
2: it, yeah. expressing.
0: And and it's just and that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's the beauty of the expression. Like just express yourself, however you have to during the years. You know, you're gonna express yourself differently as a kid, than when you're an adult, than when you're here. I think the key thing to always do, and this is what I've learned from kids and also from Winnie the Pooh, oh, uh, yes. is always stay a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't grow up because yeah. it ain't worth it. Yeah. It just ain't worth it. Even. When you're in the worst of situations, you always got to, the, 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 when you grow up, that's when it's like, oh shit's never going to get better, I'm, I'm so poor, I'm so this, the kid is always going to say, I'll figure it out, it'll get mm-hmm. better, right. because they don't know any better. Yeah, right. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what allows artists and actors and writers and everybody to do what they do. Yeah. they got to have that kid somewhere intact, sometimes maybe too much, but it's never too much. <laughs> It's never too
3: yeah. much. No, yeah. perfect. I think that's perfect. I awesome. That. Well, thank you so much for joining us yes. today. Yeah, we really thanks so much you. for having me. You oh. are dropping so much amazing knowledge that I can't wait to share with our community and world of actors and creators. Um, give us a plug. Tell us where everyone can find you via the interwebs, social oh, yeah. media ta- Twitter. Um, handles, Twitter, clearly, because we <laughs> yeah, talked yeah. about that and Facebook. So let, let everyone know where they can find you.
0: So if you just Google me and, or, you know, look on, face, on Facebook, Twitter, and just put Trigonis, that's, I pretty much have that on everything. So, you know, it's my last name, T-R-I-G-O-N-I-S.
3: Hello, cars. Uh, yeah, we hello hear you. Cars. So we I'll you. do that
0: one more time. <laughs> T-R-I-G-O-N-I-S. Uh, just look, look for that, especially on Twitter. If you want the crowdfunding knowledge, if you want pictures of my cat and some food, go to Instagram. (laughs) If you'd like to be a friend of mine on Facebook, uh, definitely add me, but do me a favor and just send me a message. I have about 50, no, I have, I checked, I have about 80 unanswered friend requests and I feel terrible about them. But I've got a lot of friends, lucky to have, um, but I'd like to keep Facebook as much friends as possible yeah. and people that, you know, know me in some way. So just send me a message and be like, hey, Trig, I I heard you on, on this amazing podcast. Just would love to connect and chat because I really want to chat. I want to like, that's the whole purpose of social media is actually being social. So yeah, do I that on Facebook. That. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So
2: many people don't. They, they, it's a place for them to proclaim themselves in their oh, life. Oh no! no, no. And it's I, that. So look, I, got, I really, really love that you said that. It is no, a place it's, it's to, be social. It's to be social. It's to connect. I mean,
0: and and I forgot too a little bit, you know, because occasionally it was like tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, I got, I gotta give people value. I got no, you don't. You gotta talk about cool shit. Yeah.
3: Because yeah. that's
0: the whole point. So that's what I'm doing now a lot. You know, uh, ah. so yeah, definitely. Um, you know, reach out to me. Uh, I love talking to people, and uh, and if you get a chance, yeah, you know, if you're into crowdfunding and you're a filmmaker or any kind of creator, feel free to check out the second edition. And if it fancies, you know, if it tickles your fancy, a pre order would be awesome because it helps those those silly rankings on uh, on the Amazon. I
2: will page be ordering there. mine when we. Hang up. Yeah. Hang up these mics.
3: (laughs) Drop the mics, except we were not actually gonna drop the mics, Brandon. We would never do that. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like don't drop mics. They
0: seem pretty firmly placed.
3: No, but I've been messing with them. They could not be anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, on that note.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you again. Thank you. All right, and thank you guys for listening. Peace. All All right.